Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi everyone, welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 134. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming on back to the show. And today I am going to be kicking off Autism Awareness Month. I'm a day early if you're listening in real time. It's Wednesday, March 31st. So we still have one day. I thought about releasing this on Thursday instead. So it was out on the first, but I didn't want to complicate things. So I thought, you know what? We'll just get a head start on Autism Awareness Month. If you know me in real life, you know that I am rarely on time and pretty much never early for anything. So this will maybe kind of help even out my score a little bit. Um, But it's, you know, this is a big month, obviously, for all of us in the autism community. And I know I've been seeing, you know, posts and messages and all sorts of stuff really for the past several weeks, you know, kind of gearing up for April. And I'm thrilled by that. I think any, you know, extra spotlight that is shined on the autism community is great. And I, I'll take it for sure. (laughs) Um, But I I wanted to do this episode because I also feel like this month comes with a lot of weight. And it's interesting because like since doing the show, every year I feel like Autism Awareness Month and Autism Awareness Day, April 2nd in particular, kind of like takes on new meaning or different meaning, I should say. Um, And even before doing this show, even from the time when you know, Logan was first diagnosed. I I feel like every year I just, I kind of, I come away from, like I said, this day and this month, just feeling different and with like different feelings and emotions in both good and bad ways. Um, I think I've shared this before, but when Logan was first diagnosed, we actually just passed up his kind of anniversary, if you will, of his diagnosis. It was um, the day after <laughs> Liliana's first birthday. So it was March 12th um, of 2017 that Logan was diagnosed. So it's been four years. And it was really interesting because, you know, he he had just been diagnosed. And just a few weeks later, it was April. And I, at the time, was still really kind of like grappling with this diagnosis. I mean, I was, we were very much, you know, prepared for Logan to be diagnosed with autism. We were expecting that as much as we could be. Um, If you haven't listened to like the first episode or more recently, I did kind of the autism, this like then versus now, um, those might be good episodes to listen to because I do give more kind of backstory on, on that diagnosis. Um, if you're a newer listener, I should say. Um, but basically he, he got diagnosed and yeah, just a few weeks later it was April and I was not initially planning to share 
like publicly, publicly that he had been diagnosed with autism. But then April came and it was funny because, you know, before Logan and all this, like April didn't really matter much to me. I really, I didn't know that it was autism awareness month. I don't even know if I did like the year before when we were, you know, kind of looking towards this autism diagnosis. I really, I, I don't, I can't say if I did or not, but I remember that year, 2017, just feeling like I can't let this, this month and this day really of April 2nd pass by and not say something that it's like, we are, you know, in this month where we are supposed to be, you know, raising awareness and spreading this message of inclusion and advocating. And I, at that point, I mean, I had been advocating for Logan kind of behind the scenes, especially gearing up for him to, to be diagnosed with all the, you know, preparation that went into the evaluation. And, you know, at that point he was already in the district. So we've been doing IEP meetings and all the meetings with early intervention. Like I felt like I had kind of gotten a little crash course in like advocating for him personally. And like I said, kind of more behind the scenes, but that day for me, I just felt this tug on my heart to kind of share our story. And so I did, I, I wrote a, a Facebook post that I, you know, shared publicly on my page. I don't even know if I, I think I did have Instagram at that time, but I, de- I definitely didn't have the account that I use uh, for the podcast. I had like, you know, my little personal account. Um, but I shared it on Facebook and I wrote like a really heartfelt post and just kind of shared that, you know, like this is, this is us. And it's funny because I, I was just recently reflecting back on that post. I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who I have not talked to in a long time, but she is in the process of having her son evaluated. And she reached out to me and basically said, you know, the first time somebody brought up the word autism, I thought of you. And she remembered, you know, when I started the podcast, I shared that. And we, we like, we went to high school together, but we are, you know, we're not like in the same circle. Um, nowadays, I mean, we're, we're, we're Facebook friends. Um, but it was, it's so interesting how it's like, you know, especially with, with doing the podcast. I mean, I'm so blessed to have such wonderful connections with so many of you. And I appreciate that more than anything. I've said it a million times and I'll keep saying it community and support are everything on this journey. And really the reason why I do the show But when she said that, that, you know, like I was the first person she thought of when her son was starting these evaluations, it really struck a chord with me because I'm, I'm so happy to, you know, be that, that guidance for someone that I really wish that I had had. (laughs) I had a couple kind of acquaintances like that, that I I had reached out to and, and everybody was helpful for me. And it's like, I, I'm just so glad to like pay that forward. But it was funny because I was talking to her about that post and why I chose to to share that day and write that post on on Facebook. And the the real kind of catalyst of why I did that, like I said, not only was Logan, you know, just very newly diagnosed and here we were, Autism Awareness Month in April, and I just felt compelled to share. 
But not very long before that, just like a few months before that, I actually had run into another <laughs> kind of acquaintance, somebody that I used to work with. And again, we were Facebook friends, but we hadn't seen each other in, in years. I hadn't even seen her since before I had kids. We worked together when I was like engaged to Manny. So it was a long, a long time ago. And when I had bumped into her, Logan was about three and we were on the wait list for him to be evaluated. We were you know, kind of coming up to his evaluation in a few months. And Liliana was a, a like a pretty little baby. I think she was probably around like eight months or so. Cause like I said, he got diagnosed right after her first birthday. And I remember this friend of mine saying, Oh my gosh, like I can't believe you have two kids now. And she asked, she's like, how is Logan with your daughter? And again, if you've listened to the show, you may have heard this before, but I, when she asked me that question, I was, I didn't quite know how to answer it because again, this is someone who really just knew us very peripherally, like the social media version of our family. And I share a lot now, especially on the podcast page, but in the early days of all this, I, I wasn't sharing a ton. I was posting, you know, the pictures of us at the pumpkin patch, you know, in the fall or seeing Santa at Christmas time or, you know, when we were out and about doing fun, cute family things. And this, you know, this person, she only knew that version of me and Logan and our family. And so, like I've said before, Logan really did not pay much attention to Liliana that that first year really. And especially as a baby, it's so funny. I just had this conversation with a listener who had, had reached out and said that that was kind of like the biggest turning point for her with her son to get diagnosed was that when they had brought home a new baby, her, her, her son who ended up being diagnosed on the spectrum just recently had like a very kind of not typical reaction to the new baby and I can totally relate to that because that's how Logan was. Like, it was like, I remember him coming even to the hospital to to pick me up, to pick up me and Liliana. And it was just like, he was totally unfazed by the fact that we had this new baby. And, you know, we brought her home. And again, it, it wasn't even like he was, he, it, it, he like didn't even notice her. It was just like she she was not that he was ignoring her because he was like choosing to ignore her or to like, you know, be like had bad intention or anything. I mean, he was, you know, three, <laughs> but it was just like she was not on his radar at all. And, you know, I've said this before, too, but Liliana was colicky and she screamed all the time. So it was like her presence was known. <laughs> it was really impossible to ignore her. But Logan just had like zero reaction to her. And so, like I said, when, the, when this friend, this, you know, acquaintance asked me, oh, how was Logan with Liliana? It occurred to me that, you know, she has no idea and people on social media have no idea what, what's going on with us, like behind the scenes. And I remember saying to her, oh, you know, he doesn't necessarily like engage with her a ton. And cause I'm, you know, an oversharer, I ended up just kind of spilling to her and saying, you know, Logan, has some kind of unique challenges and I'm like, we're actually on the waiting list and looking to have him evaluated for, you know, autism. And I, she was very surprised to hear that because she was like, oh my gosh, she's like just seeing, and she said, she's like, just seeing everything, you know, you share 
on, on Facebook. She's like, I never would have guessed that. So when Autism Awareness Day rolled around, I felt like I have to share this because I want people to know that, you know, this family that you see on social media and this adorable little boy with, you know, this adorable smile and his little sister and just all of it that, you know, we, we look like this typical happy family and we are a happy family, but we're not typical. And I remember saying like, this is what autism looks like. It doesn't look like anything. It looks like us. It looks like everyone. And at the time that felt really important to me to kind of share that, you know, autism is something that doesn't have a certain look and that, you know, we should always be including everyone and not judging. And so much of that, I still wholeheartedly believe. But it's funny because now I feel like my sort of like perspective on on this day and this month, it has shifted a little bit. And I was, I was telling this to my friend, the one who I said it was, had her son being evaluated. I feel like I'm like jumping (laughs) from story to story. So I hope this makes sense. Um, But I was saying to her, I'm like, you know, that at the time, that was really important to me. I, I just, I was so, I think, scared of Logan not being accepted or not being included in things. And I just wanted people, I just wanted to to shine this light on him and say, you know, you think you have this idea of what autism is, that it's this like sullen child, like crying alone in the corner. And I don't want to act like we don't have those moments because we absolutely do. But we also have the amazing moments where he's, you know, happy. And if you didn't know us personally, or if I didn't share as much as I do nowadays, you maybe wouldn't even know that, you know, Logan had autism. And especially for someone on, on social media that didn't know us personally at that time, you you would have had no idea. And so that was really the catalyst of me kind of sharing that. And like I said, it's it's taken on new meaning to me. And now what this this day and this month means to me is a lot bigger. It's a lot bigger than, you know, just us sharing our story as much as I think sharing our stories is so powerful and valuable and needed. And that's, you know, why I have this podcast. But now it's like, I, I do want, I want our, our message to just be at a, at a greater, a grander level. I want it to be, you know, heard kind of far and wide. And in the past, I've almost been like too timid to ask for that ask for, for someone to like be an ally in terms of people who are like outside of the autism community. Cause I, I mean, it's like for all of us, you know, m- most of you listening have a child with autism or have someone close to you with autism and you know, you are an advocate and you are raising awareness all the time for your kids, whether it's in a big way or a small way. But I feel like it's only been in the last really like few months, I would say, that I'm starting to feel more of this desire to, like I said, like kind of reach a bigger audience and gain that, gain those allies and look outside of just the autism community because I feel like we are, 
doing a great job of spreading that message and advocating for our kids and, you know, just trying to make a better tomorrow, basically. But I do think it doesn't matter, like, how loud we are, you know, within our community. We need the people outside of our community to hear us so that we can, like, really make change. And I guess, I hope that makes sense, (laughs) what I'm saying. Um, And what I mean by loud inside of the community, and, and some of you maybe aren't as active or vocal, so you maybe don't like hear as much of this, but there is a lot of conflict and just divisiveness in within the autism community. And so in some ways, I, I get a little nervous for April because I feel like some of that more, those kind of like arguments tend to come up a little more. And to be honest, I really like don't engage with it. Um, my thing is like, we are all doing the best we can. And that is just the place that I operate from. So I, I try not to focus on that. Or like I said, I really don't engage with it. I think there are some amazing autistic voices that I appreciate so much and that I look to as role models to me and guidance. Um, but then there, there are, you know, there, there's people that I feel like are kind of against parents or want to make parents feel badly. And, and, and this could be, you know, me totally taking things the wrong way, but I, I feel like lately there's been conversations that I'm seeing more and more of people being like, you know, this is just like, it seems like it's getting worse <laughs> in terms of just the conflict. Um, and, and like I said, for me, I really don't engage with it. And I've had to learn that lesson kind of the hard way because there have been times where I felt like I was being, you know, as respectful and just like purely, you know, ask, asking questions and, you know, wanting to be educated. And I, I ended up in, you know, a not so great position. So now it's like, I, I do kind of have to put some of those walls up. And and again, not with everybody, there's some amazing people who I feel are, are so helpful. And I think we're on the same page and we're in this together, but I, yeah, it's, it's, obvious there is definitely some conflict and a lot of differing opinions and you know that's okay that's gonna happen and like I said I just always operate from we're all doing our best so me as a parent you know choices that I make for for my son for Logan I would never want to do anything that would put him in a harmful position and I I believe that of all the parents that I know I think we are really all just doing our best so for anyone to look at that and see or twist that and and look at that the wrong way, I just think is unfair. And I, I, again, I think there's room for all these voices and we all deserve to be educated, but it's like on all sides. It can't just be one-sided. So again, this day in this month, just, it holds a lot of weight to me. And like I was saying, kind of in good and bad ways, (laughs) but ultimately I, I'm so, I'm, I'm excited for April and I'm looking forward to, you know, raising awareness that much more. I, I feel like we 
we hear so much about how, you know, we need to move past awareness and we need acceptance. And I'm going to talk about acceptance in a little bit, but to me, awareness is still where it all starts. And I think, you know, we all have like an understand, everyone's heard the word autism. Everyone has, you know, their own kind of understanding of what autism is or, you know, or maybe the, the lack of understanding, but I think we're, the word autism is more of like a, a household word than it was like when I was a kid, which I think is a good thing. The fact that we are, we are more aware, but I still think we have a ways to go in terms of what, you know, kind of the ins and outs of autism is and like the, the day to day and like the daily kind of challenges and especially like as a family, like what, what that looks for, what looks like, I mean, and I know like for us, we are, I have, I have several friends, you know, who have kids in the spectrum now, and I'm so thankful to have like a tribe, but in terms of like in our, our neighborhood or our friend groups, we really are the only family that has a child in the spectrum that, you know, we see like on a regular basis. And I'm, I'm proud to be that because I feel like we are, you know, it, it doesn't matter what we're, we do. <laughs> basically anywhere we go at this point, I feel like we are spreading and raising awareness for autism because we are loud and proud. And, you know, Logan is a a unique kiddo with lots of wonderful quirks that come along with him. And they're, they're not hidden. They're, they're on display. So, you know, like today I took the kids to, open gym the girls where they take gymnastics they had an open gym and logan loves the gym it doesn't always get the chance to play because they don't have inclusive classes there but he any any chance we get we go and you know he was definitely the only kiddo there that on the spectrum at least the only kiddo you know with with challenges it's hard to tell because you know autism is again it doesn't have a look or anything um but there was many times today where I felt like we, you know, we had some eyes on us. And especially in terms of, you know, with like COVID, we were there. They try to keep things a little more separate. And Logan, I think he has a great job, but, you know, he doesn't always abide by all the rules so much of taking turns or, you know, jumping in front of someone, that kind of thing. So we definitely, we got some looks. Um, and I did say to a couple people, you know, like, oh, he has autism. It's hard for him to wait. And, you know, Logan wears his headphones and he has his chewy. So to me, it's like anywhere we go, I feel like we are just like, like I said, we're kind of on display and like sharing that, that message (laughs) of like, this is autism. This is what it looks like. And I, I think kids kind of need that because a lot of this was with, with, with kids. Most of the parents were, I was the only parent who was, well, there was maybe a couple who had like little kids that were kind of chasing after, but I'm never too far from Logan. Cause I gotta, I gotta watch that guy. And, and I think that that's important to recognize that those things, cause I feel like sometimes people I talk to will say like, Oh, I wish I could do more. I wish I could advocate more. And honestly, I think even just that, like normal everyday tasks, like going to the, you know, the grocery store, going out to run errands, maybe there's a time where you're out and your kid has a meltdown or, you know, acts 
in a way that is typical for them, but would be very atypical <laughs> for for anyone, you know, in a different setting. Like yesterday, I dropped off Liliana. She's doing a, a cheerleading camp. And it's actually at the same gym where where the kids take gymnastics. And Logan wanted to play, and he starts taking his shoes off. And I was, you know, talking to the the woman running it and checking her, checking her in, Liliana. And Logan starts getting upset, and he's very loud. And he's always loud. And I could tell she was kind of like, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Like I was just kind of having this conversation (laughs) and, and I, I said, I was, I'm like, oh, I'm like, he's very loud. I'm like, he has autism. And I'm like, he's always the loudest one, but if anybody else is loud, he doesn't like it. And she was like, oh, okay. And she was very kind. But like I said, even just like little interactions like that, I, I think those are all moments that can be looked at as, you know, you advocating for your kid, just showing that, you know, this is, this is us. This is what autism looks like. And I think that those are just as important as the big moments because, you know, those people that you interact with that you say like, oh, you know, this is my child and they have autism. I think I like to think that, you know, that will stick with them so that maybe then when they see another person acting in a similar way or having a hard time or having a meltdown or being loud or, you know, doing something that, you know, maybe looks funny or whatever, that they might think, oh, I wonder if that person has autism like that other little boy that I came in contact with. And I I mean, I don't know. I could just be like daydreaming on that. But I, I that's always my kind of drive to to share and to, to educate even in those little moments because I just think, I mean, I, I look at that as like my, I'm proud to do that. I'm proud to do that for Logan and for everyone on the spectrum because I think the more we kind of normalize that and show like, hey, like this is autism, these, these behaviors, these traits, like it's not anything to, you know, be scared of or to shy away from. Like, this is just what it looks like and it's okay. I think that's really important. So I hope I'm making sense. I feel like I'm rambling <laughs> a lot, but I just think raising awareness, even in those little ways to me is, is just as important as, as the big stuff. You don't have to, you know, have a podcast or a blog or an Instagram account dedicated to autism. It, it really can be just those little things. Maybe you do, you know, you don't share much on social media and maybe you want to take this month to just say like, Hey, this is our family and this is our child and they have autism. I think that's actually huge. I think that's really powerful. And at the time, I don't even think I realized what I was doing when I shared that post. I just, like I said, it was really on my heart. Um, but it, it really struck a chord with me because like I said, talking to that, that friend of mine from high school, I was like, it's so interesting who is, you know, following along with your story and maybe bookmarking things for the future. Because when I shared that, it wasn't necessarily because I was, you know, thinking, oh, somebody else maybe has a kid with autism and they're, they're going to see this and this is going to be helpful for them. Like I said, at the time, it was really more about just sharing our story for us. But like I said, now I, I look at it on just a grander scale. And it's like, I want to, I want to share our story because I, I do think it's so important and, and really needed for, you know, parents in the community. I think this podcast and these conversations are just really important and I'm so happy to have them. 
and to, you know, kind of have, have this spotlight to do it. But I think any way that you can share, even in those little ways is honestly equally as important. And like I said, if, if the goal is to, you know, make a better tomorrow for our kids, cause you know, one day they're not going to be kids. One day they are going to be adults. And the more we can, kind of have those conversations and just move along awareness and acceptance and advocacy and inclusion, then the better. Okay. So that's what I wanted to say about awareness. I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to come back and talk a little more about like acceptance and advocacy. So stay tuned. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue. And those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, so just to touch on acceptance a little bit, I do think that acceptance is the goal. And I think, you know, raising that awareness and, like I said, advocating in, in little ways. I think will get us closer to that goal. And it's it's so funny. I I'm in a like you know some different Facebook groups and I've shared this but especially with the you know weight loss and my kind of weight loss journey I've been on. I'm in a, a group for weight loss. And somebody was saying how they like to watch TV while they're on the treadmill and they were asking for show recommendations. And somebody said, oh, I loved the show Atypical on Netflix. And I just commented and said, thanks for, you know, recommending that show. I'm like, I, my son is on the spectrum and I just love that, you know, people everywhere are watching the show. And she just commented back and said, oh, I, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. And she's like, I love the show. It really opened my eyes to autism. And, you know, I really enjoyed watching it. And not to say that atypical is like, you know, a perfect representation of autism, because <laughs> obviously that's it's not. It's a very kind of like, it's just one view of autism. But I still like that it's out there and that people who, you know, normally maybe wouldn't if it weren't available, they wouldn't be watching it. A friend of mine just said to me, oh, I just started watching Atypical on Netflix and I really love it. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you're watching it and enjoying it. Because I just think any anything we can do, like any little, like I said, any little thing, it's so, it's so important to me. I love that I'm seeing on, you know, kids TV shows that there's more autistic characters. I can't remember what it was just recently that there was another show that had a, a child with autism. And it's like those things, 
especially for kids, I just think are amazing. And I'm so glad that it's like more and more of those things are popping up because that to me is like the building blocks to to get us to acceptance. And like I said, if, if acceptance is the goal, then we need to work on like how we're going to get there. We can't just say, oh, we need acceptance. We need like all these little things kind of in motion to get us there. And it really, again, I think it has to come back from, it has to come from awareness because the more we understand autism and not just, you know, hearing the word in passing, but like really understanding what that looks like, what some of the challenges are, what some of the behaviors are. That is how we're going to start to see that acceptance because if people don't know that, you know, these things are a part of autism, then how can they be accepting of them if they're, if they're not even aware of them? So that's really where that kind of comes from for me. And then as far as, you know, being an advocate, obviously I, I advocate is the title I wear very proudly. Honestly, I, I really do take a lot of pride in that. And I take a lot of pride in that for Logan specifically. I, you know, I'm honored to be his, his mom and his advocate. And I will continue to do that until my very last breath. Um, and then obviously for me, you know, like I have this podcast and I get to talk to so many amazing people who, you know, some have a huge platform and it's incredible. And I am just in awe of, of some of these people. And then a lot of them are, you know, just parents who are in the fight and, you know, in the trenches with me. And it's like, we're just, we're sharing our stories because, it's helpful and we know we're not alone. And to me, those things are all so important. So I think, you know, advocating, it doesn't have to be, like I said, a, a, a podcast or a blog or anything. It's just whatever feels right for you. And it's going to look different for everybody. And that's okay. I think whatever we can do any anytime, I mean, April is a special there, there is like, you know, this kind of extra spotlight on the autism community. So I think that if you've been wanting to, you know, maybe like take a stance, now's your time. Um, but there's a, a great hashtag from my, my friends, the guys at Sounds Like Autism. They started this last year. It was don't wait for April. And I love that because, you know, we'll, we'll take this month and, and run with it and do what we can with, like I said, this kind of extra spotlight. But I mean, you know, for families with a child with autism, like any of us listening, I mean, autism doesn't just happen in April. It happens 12 months, 365 days a year. I mean, every day we are living it. So it sometimes it is kind of frustrating when people are like, oh, it's Autism Awareness Month. Then it's like April ends and it's May now. And it's like, oh, I guess we don't need autism awareness anymore. <laughs> and it's like, no, we always need it. But if there, if there's a time, if there's something within you that's like, I want to, I want to take this moment to, you know, take a stand or write that post or, you know, just talk to, talk to someone, tell them about autism. Maybe you haven't had these conversations yet. And, you know, now is your chance or you're feeling like now is your chance. Go for it. Take that chance. Because I think, we, we we do sometimes think like, oh, this isn't enough. I need to do more. But really, it's like whatever feels right for you is enough. And I'm really excited. I do have some amazing 
interviews lined up for this month and a couple other fun things just to kind of take advantage of, <laughs> of April. Um, but I did, I, it was, it was interesting cause I was kind of thinking, like I said, I've been, I've been for weeks getting like emails and messages and seeing posts about, you know, kind of gearing up for April. And I felt like, okay, what can I do this year? That's going to make it different and like bigger and better than ever. And the truth is I do advocate for autism all year long, every day. <laughs> I mean, I do in our, our own ways every single day for Logan. Um, obviously this podcast I put out weekly, uh, I share stuff on social media very often and you know, all those things, they, they all add up. So it's like, when I look at April, I'm like, what can I really do differently? I'm just going to keep doing the things that I always do because that's what feels right to me. And on that note, I did, I did want to share this because I do, like I was saying before, I think sometimes it, it can almost feel overwhelming in April because it's like, there's this extra kind of pressure <laughs> to be like this amazing advocate and stand on your soapbox and, you know, spill your guts and whatnot. And again, if that feels right for you, go for it. But I also think sometimes we all need a break. And it's so funny because I was thinking this and then just today, my friend Kelly from Growing Up Steven put up a post kind of saying like, there's times when I don't want to talk about autism and, you know, I don't want to read about it or I don't want to hear about it. And I completely get that. And I said, I'm like, I, I, I had already been thinking about talking about this on the show. And then when she posted that, I was like, wow, this is like fate. Because there are times when I just do want to take a breather from all the autism stuff. I want to, you know, not think about it. And I want to focus on something else. And honestly, that's that's been really important to me these last few months. I've been focusing more on self-care and, again, just this weight loss journey. And just giving a little more to myself, a little more, you know, kind of not necessarily even just time, but just like that, that mindset shift of being like, autism isn't the only thing on my plate. Like there's, there's, we have a very full life and I always try to kind of give as much as I can, like equal airtime to everything going on. But I mean, autism is quite a presence and it's definitely felt for sure especially these last few weeks. I've shared this a little bit, but Logan has been having a major kind of uptick in his anxiety. And that's really hard. There are days that are very stressful. There are times that are very stressful. His anxiety, I shared this earlier today, but it, it really comes in waves. And we will sometimes go weeks or months with like no episodes at all. And it's wonderful. And then just as quickly, you know, as it went away, it'll come back. And once we're kind of in that phase of like that wave of anxiety, it takes a while for it to go away. So it can then be, you know, weeks or months, unfortunately, of anxiety. And even during the day, it can be kind of a wave. Like this morning, he had a rough morning and he had an episode and it was kind of getting bad. The one good thing that I will say that we can almost, it's, it's always worked before I'm like knocking on wood right now, but anytime we get in the car, he calms down. That's like our, our one always quick fix. 
And it's funny because I, I was thinking about this earlier today. Like the last time we were in a really bad anxiety phase was like exactly a year ago. And it, it was rough and it lasted a while. Um, and I really blamed it on, obviously last year, this time we were in like strict lockdown and, you know, school ended and it was, there was a lot going on with the pandemic and whatnot. And I mean, that's still going on, but you know, he, Logan has been in school. He's had a pretty typical schedule and he's actually been doing amazing. Like kind of since we kind of got off that last anxiety wave, we have been like just surfing clear. (laughs) Um, but then just a few weeks ago, the anxiety kind of showed up back again. So I don't know what it is about this time of year, but for some reason this, this brings out Logan's anxiety. So the good news is I know like we will get to the other side of this, but I mean, like I said, there's, there's a lot, a lot, the, the days sometimes feel, feel heavy and autism is definitely a part of that. And there are days when I just think, I just want to take a breather and I, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to think about this. I want to think about other things. And I think that that is like totally okay, especially, you know, in April when it's like very autism centric there probably are going to be times where you're like, I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of this. Like I need to focus on something else. And that is okay. You know, I think caregiver burnout is such a real thing. And if we don't give ourselves that time and energy to not only just focus on ourselves, but focus on just other things, like get your mind off of just all of the autism stuff. And I know sometimes that's not possible. Like in the early days of, of Logan kind of leading up to his diagnosis and right after I was really not able to do that. So some of you might be in that, that space right now. And you know, if you are really in the thick of it, all I can say is my heart goes out to you. I have been there and I hope that you get some kind of, you know, respite or reprieve from all this, whatever you can do to get that. But for me now, I mean, you know, we're, we're not in that, that very early time. This has been such a a learning experience for me to be, you know, focusing more on my self-care and, you know, I've shared this before, but I've been in therapy and like I said, just working on the weight loss, like just giving myself things to, to work on outside of, you know, just being an autism mom. I think, it's, it's really taught me so much and it's been very valuable. So I feel like I've said a lot, but basically (laughs) I'm like, go into this month and advocate hard, but also don't advocate hard if you don't want to. (laughs) And that's the truth. Honestly, it's, it's really just like do whatever feels right for you. But for me, what feels right is to just keep on doing what I have been doing. So like I said, I have some really awesome interviews coming up. I'm, I'm super excited you're going to love these episodes that are coming up. I can't wait for you guys to hear them. Um, and that's, I have some other fun things happening, but like I said, these are things I would do all the time anyway. So it's not even necessarily all that different (laughs) for, for April. Um, and that's okay. I'm, I'm happy with it because like I said, I feel like I, I, I wear my advocating hat 365 days a year. So it's not just about April. So those are my thoughts on Autism Awareness Month and Autism Awareness Day. Like I said, I'm a little early this year. Um, but I hope that 
you know, this was helpful for you guys and that something maybe I've shared in all these ramblings has resonated with you. <laughs> um, as always though, I really do just want to say, like I said before, to me, the most important thing at the end of the day with all of this is community and support. And to me, if I can provide that for anyone, then I am doing my job. So I'm, I'm so thankful for just everyone in this community because you guys are such great support for me and I'm so happy to be support for you too. So thank you again just so much for listening. I will say if you enjoyed the show and you have not left a review on Apple Podcast, I'd be so grateful if you would do that. There have been some just unbelievable, heartfelt, amazing reviews lately that have meant so, so much to me. So thank you so much to everyone who has taken the time. And yeah, if you have not done that and you would be so kind, that would be my gift for, for April <laughs> for Autism Awareness Month. And that would actually be a great gift because then it does help to, you know, get the show heard and seen by more people who could benefit from listening. So that's a great way to, you know, advocate <laughs> in April. But that is all for now. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. I always love hearing from you guys. If you, you know, for Autism Awareness Month, if you are feeling inspired to share your story and you'd like to be a guest in the show, please send me an email with a little backstory. Tell me what you want to talk about. That would be awesome. I am always looking for great guests for the show. So that is all for today. And until next time, happy April, Autism Awareness Month, and take care. Music.